0: Hey, everybody. You are listening to the Creative BioLabs podcast, the show that introduces the basics about stem cells and their broad applications. Please contact us if you have any questions or suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to follow the latest updates. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Connie. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest for today is Dr. Benjamin Smith, a journal editor in the field of immunotherapy. Welcome, Benjamin.
1: Nice to see you, Connie, and thank you for the invitation.
0: In the previous episode, we discussed the evidence supporting the presence of neural stem cells in the adult brain. These cells have well documented characteristics of glial cells, and their discovery has facilitated our understanding of fundamental mechanisms of neurogenesis. Furthermore, these studies have made the problem of isolating stem cells much more manageable. Today, we will delve into the various factors that influence the fate of neural stem cells. So, where shall we begin, Benjamin?
1: Allow me to provide a brief overview of the content. Numerous studies have conclusively demonstrated the production of new neurons in the adult mammalian brain. The subgranular zone and subventricular zone have been identified as the germinal zones for generating new neurons in the adult brain, and collectively, they contribute to the addition of new neurons in the dentate gyrus and olfactory bulb of adult mammals. A new neuron is defined as a cell that exhibits the morphological, ultrastructural, biochemical, and electrophysiological characteristics of a neuron. Additionally, Evidence indicates adult neurogenesis in other brain regions, such as the neocortex, striatum, olfactory tubercle, amygdala, and substantia nigra. Similarly, cells in other regions of the brain parenchyma, excluding the dentate gyrus and subventricular zone, exhibit stem cell-like characteristics based on in vitro studies. Therefore, it is expected that adult neurogenesis occurs in other brain structures. Neurogenesis is regulated by complex interactions among peptide signaling molecules and neurotransmitters during development. Furthermore, neurogenesis continues in certain regions even after development is complete, suggesting that the regulatory mechanisms of this process may persist. Next, I will describe the effects of various signaling molecules on the production of new neurons in the adult brain.
0: Thank you for the introduction. From my understanding, these signaling molecules encompass growth factors, neurotransmitters, hormones, and potentially others. Could you mention some of the growth factors that are worth noting?
1: Certainly. I'm sure you are familiar with brain-derived neurotrophic factor BDNF and neurotrophin-3-NT3. Both belong to a structurally related family of growth factors that play a role in preventing embryonic neurons from undergoing cell death during development. The expression of neurotrophins varies widely throughout the lifespan. Neurotrophin 3 is expressed during embryonic development in regions of the central nervous system where proliferation, migration, and differentiation occur and its expression levels decline with maturation. Conversely, brain-derived neurotrophic factor expression is lowest in developing regions and increases with maturation. Studies have demonstrated the expression of both BDNF and NT3 in cultures of cortical progenitor cells and in vivo during cortical neurogenesis. Similarly, their preferred receptors are also expressed in these contexts, suggesting that these systems may directly affect neural progenitors.
0: I see. How do these growth factors impact neurogenesis?
1: Researchers have specifically enhanced regional expression of brain-derived neurotrophic factor in mice using an adenoviral vector. This manipulation resulted in a significant increase in adult-generated neurons in the olfactory bulb, one of the known neurogenic regions. Furthermore, overexpression of brain derived neurotrophic factor leads to the production of adult neurons in the caudate putamen, which is normally non neurogenic in adulthood. However, neurotrophic factors alone have minimal effectiveness in stimulating neurogenesis in hippocampus derived stem cell clones. Yet, in the presence of retinoic acid, both brain derived neurotrophic factor and neurotrophin 3 promote the acquisition of a neuronal fate by progenitors. These findings suggest that neurotrophins may have regionally distinct and synergistic effects on adult neural stem cells.
0: Your explanation is quite clear. By the way, I heard that insulin-like growth factor also plays a neurogenic role. Could you shed some light on this?
1: Indeed, the neurogenic role of insulin-like growth factors has been identified. This has been demonstrated in cultures of embryonic neural stem cells and in vivo using transgenic models that either overexpress or lack specific insulin-like growth factor encoding genes. Insulin and insulin-like growth factors promote the proliferation of neural stem cells and the acquisition of neuronal characteristics in the proliferative culture of embryonic precursors. Disruption of the insulin-like growth factor 1 gene in both mice and humans is associated with severe delays in brain growth, while overexpression of insulin-like growth factor 1 leads to larger brains, characterized by a higher number of neurons. The effects of insulin-like growth factor 1 on proliferation and neuronal lineage appear to persist into adulthood. Peripheral infusion of insulin-like growth factor 1 in rodents, for example, increases the number of proliferating cells in the adult hippocampus and enhances the proportion of new cells that exhibit neuronal characteristics.
0: I think I understand. Are there other growth factors involved in neurogenesis?
1: Absolutely. There is substantial evidence suggesting that basic fibroblast growth factors have neurogenic effects. This has been observed both in culture and in broad regions of the prenatal brain, such as the cerebral cortex, neonatal cerebellum, and subventricular zone. When administered in adulthood, BFGF also exerts mitogenic effects in the subventricular zone and olfactory system. However, no significant effect of BFGF has been found in the adult hippocampus, indicating that its germinal role may be ubiquitous during development but regionally specific in adulthood. BFGF induces an increase in DNA content and the production of newborn cells in the hippocampus of neonatal rats during early postnatal life, suggesting that it influences olfactory and subventricular zone neurogenesis throughout life, but only affects the dentate gyrus during development.
0: Regarding neurotransmitters, it's widely known that glutamate serves as the primary excitatory neurotransmitter in the mammalian brain. I presume glutamate also plays a crucial role in neurogenesis. Could you provide some insights on glutamate?
1: Certainly. Glutamatergic afferents from the entorhinal cortex have been reported as the major input to the glutamate cysteine ligase in the dentate gyrus. In hippocampal regions other than the dentate gyrus, granule neurons of the dentate gyrus express N-methyldeaspartate, NMDA, receptors. During development, blockade of these receptors leads to significant changes in the dentate gyrus and subventricular zone, resulting in increased cell proliferation in both germinal regions in rat pups. Similarly, lesions in the entorhinal cortex or injection of an NMDA receptor antagonist enhance the production and overall density of granule neurons in adulthood. However, direct effects of glutamatergic neurotransmission on proliferating cells in the adult dentate gyrus are unlikely since granule cell progenitors do not express the necessary receptor subunit.
0: I understand. What's the next topic you would like to introduce?
1: It's serotonin. Recent evidence suggests that serotonin influences adult neurogenesis. In certain cases, serotonin synthesis is inhibited or serotonergic neurons are selectively damaged, leading to a decrease in the number of cells generated in the dentate gyrus and subventricular zone. Similarly, the selective blockade of serotonin 1 of receptors effectively reduces cell proliferation in the dentate gyrus. This indicates that the serotonergic effects on the production of adult hippocampal cells are mediated by this high-affinity serotonin receptor. Additionally, the administration of various antidepressant drugs, which act through serotonin, increases the production of new granule neurons in the dentate gyrus.
0: That's impressive. I've also heard that several hormones have been identified to regulate neurogenesis in adults. Could you introduce one of them?
1: Certainly. One of the most widely studied neuroendocrine modulators of cell proliferation is adrenal steroids. Reduced levels of circulating adrenal steroids have been associated with increased numbers of proliferating cells in the adult dentate gyrus. Conversely, an increase in exogenous corticosterone has been shown to reduce the proliferation of adult cells in the dentate gyrus of neonatal and adult rats. Various naturalistic stressors have also been found to suppress cell proliferation in the prenatal, perinatal, and mature dentate gyrus through an adrenal steroid-dependent mechanism. This mechanism appears to work through N-methyldeaspartate receptor activation. Additionally, chronic stress and adverse early life experiences have long-lasting effects on adult neurogenesis. Aging is also associated with diminished production of adult cells in rodents, but adrenalectomy in aged rats appears to restore proliferative activity to levels comparable to those in young rats. This suggests that adrenal hormones mediate age-related effects on the dividing dentate gyrus. However, it's important to note that this effect does not seem to underlie age-related cognitive decline in hippocampus-dependent tasks.
0: Although it may seem complicated, your explanation is clear. I've also heard that ovarian hormones can affect the rate of cell proliferation in the dentate gyrus. Could you enlighten us on this topic?
1: In adult female rats, a natural period of high estradiol levels is associated with a rapid increase in cell production in the dentate gyrus. However, at longer survival time points in experimental animals, cell proliferation and survival are inversely correlated with circulating estradiol levels. Therefore, estradiol appears to exert a transient stimulatory effect followed by an inhibitory effect on dentate gyrus division. Additionally, the suppressive effect of estradiol seems to be mediated by adrenal steroids as cortisol levels increase in response to elevated estradiol.
0: Okay, you've explained so many signaling molecules to us, including growth factors, neurotransmitters, and hormones. They have the ability to regulate the generation of new neurons in the adult brain. What implications do these findings have for future research?
1: A more comprehensive understanding of the potential interactions among these regulators of adult neurogenesis is necessary. This could help control the production of neurons in the damaged brain. Many neurological diseases are associated with the loss of neural cells, with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases being the most evident. Trauma and neurodegenerative conditions offer opportunities for related treatment strategies. For instance, transplanting neural stem cells or stimulating endogenous neurogenesis in the existing adult neural stem cell population. This approach holds significant clinical potential. Transplanted cell lines have the advantage of being genetically engineered, allowing customization for specific diseases. Conversely, strategies aimed at enhancing endogenous neurogenesis may also hold clinical efficacy.
0: That sounds very promising. The presence of neural stem cells in the adult central nervous system opens up new avenues for scientific exploration. Various signaling molecules also exhibit distinct effects on the production of new neurons in the adult brain. All these studies have laid a foundation for the application of neural stem cells. It has been an informative sharing session. Thank you for your wonderful insights. So, I believe we will conclude here and wish you a great day.
1: Thank you very much. Same to you.